You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome in to Arrowhead Pride Radio. Here's the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens. All right, the band's back together, man. we got Rob to come along for this special uh, first episode of the new season of Arrowhead Pride. Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens, Rob Brent with you tonight. Working that overtime. Rob was saying that if it goes well, he's going to do the whole season. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know about that. (laughs) You don't think he wants to spend an extra hour after spending four with Carrington? Here? I think Rob has a really nice life outside of radio. Right. Uh, he's got a significant other that probably wants him home more often than not. So. Beyonce. Yeah. That's that's a legitimate significant Yeah, so I think Rob is, is fine he's, being out of here at 6 o'clock. He's pot committed. Also, this is probably the first season I can ever remember for the Royals that have just given the drive the like, easiest six months of their life. Yeah. I like it. I yeah. like day games. I think there should be more day games. There should be NFL day games during the week. Could you imagine, like, a Thursday day game at noon? Someone suggested to me the other day that the NFL should start at 10 a.m., and then all of whatever how many games there are, 16 games, should start 10.45, 11.30, 12.15. That's so you, chaos. That so would ruin the zone. <laughs> I don't know if Scott Hans could do that. So you could catch the end of every game, like uh, March Madness does it. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I would definitely like a nice early start on the Sunday. I liked the noon game this past week. That's that's the first and last Sunday noon game of the year for the Chiefs. I bet you did like that. You were humble by like six o'clock. We're able to relax. It's nice. You you finish yeah. your work where it's still Obviously daylight. You didn't go to Jacksonville, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's talk about Jacksonville. This is Air at Pride Radio uh, or AP Radio. Uh, it's where you get all your great information on the Chiefs. It's the number one Chiefs source there is in the city. Um, Pete Sweeney, chief editor of Arrowhead Pride, with us every Wednesday night. Uh, not I, That's a lie, and I try not to lie. Mm. Next Wednesday, there won't be one because the Royals are still playing. At night. Uh, yeah. That's a night game. Yeah, and so they're still uh, they're still there. But uh, Pete, Jacksonville, Kansas City was a win. Um, let's maybe talk about something that we noticed or a few things that we noticed in that game. Um, outside of the noon slate, first half, oof. Second half looked like they kind of had the edges of the puzzle finally together. They could start right. filling in the pieces as they went. But the first half was a little rough, um, and there wasn't uh, 100% Travis Kelsey. About 80%, I think, is what you probably saw from him in that game. Maybe yeah. 75. I Yeah, I think right around there, I, I, I could tell that he was still bothered by the knee, knee thing. And he wasn't in a good mood. As you saw from yeah, what is it with him in Jacksonville? The unnecessary roughness penalty and the unsportsmanlike conduct. Yeah, because that's the same team he threw the fake flag at the ref cans and got kicked. Andy Reid has tried to explain it this week, and it's it's kind of just like, well, why is Travis so feisty? I know mm-hmm. reportedly he's got this whole new thing going on that he really shouldn't be that way. And what would Taylor what, Swift? what it comes down to is he's trying to hype himself up, at least in this game, this is what Andy Reid said, and to, to push through, get the adrenaline going for 
this game, and I think there were a couple moments that got away from him. So I, I wouldn't expect that as he continues to heal. I thought it was a good sign. In my media look today, I didn't see him with any kind of brace or compression, so it's, mm. it's probably starting to feel better. Yeah, we'll get into those uh, injuries and those misses uh, from practice today here in a little bit. But other things that stood out, third and one, still an enigma for uh, Andy Reid offense. I just I had a conversation with buddies at the house that it's interesting to me mm-hmm. that Andy Reid is – Maybe the greatest offensive mind that the NFL has ever seen. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm biased. Uh, but for some reason, it seems like third and one is like when Rob or I can't hit the driver. Can hit every other club on the course. But for some reason, when you put the driver in your hand, it just sprays to the right. Right. What is it with third and one and how can they address this? Because it's to the point now where it's like, figure it out. I. I think a lot of people that listen to the station have probably heard my take on this. If you listen to anything, Chiefs, I just, it's not just, it's just the Chiefs. It's all of the NFL. When it is third and one, fourth and one, or end short, I, I don't know why everybody isn't doing a direct snap to a player. Just the Philadelphia Eagles just do it with Hurts. The Chiefs don't want to do that. So put Blake Bell in the game, put two guys behind him, and push his butt over the line. Yeah. Until the NFL changes that rule. Everybody should be doing the same thing because the success rate is 90%. I don't get it. I don't understand what it is. Now, if you don't want to do that for whatever reason, I like the fourth and short where they just handed it off to their bulldozer running back, Isaiah Pacheco, and he was able to pick it up. I'd rather see that 100 times than sometimes some of the things we get with the trickeration when when it's short. You'd, you'd also rather, I think, in some of those cases, just see them run a play that maybe they would run on third and 12 because Patrick Mahomes seems to be very comfortable in those situations. So maybe he goes to uh, through his proje- progressions a little bit quicker and, and hits someone underneath if they're open. I don't know. I, I, I think they're getting there, and I think they're figuring it out. But yeah. just to get back to that first point, everybody in the league that's yeah. not the Eagles should be tush-pushing. Right. What are they doing? Why didn't they put an incentive in Chris Jones's contract? If you get five first downs. Yeah you get paid a million dollars and yeah. then you could put him out there every single time. You don't even need to touch. You don't need to push that tush. No, that's just, that's just a lot of meat. That's just going to go right through there. You would need maybe three guys to push his tush. I don't think you, you just give him the ball and let him just run. Mm. Uh, and then the last thing that we want to get to that maybe stood out was uh Dewan Taylor, man. Uh, not a great game. A very, you know, I'm not out here to say that I have great radio shows yeah. every time. Sometimes I get in the car. I'm like, what was that? I love when you just get off on some kind of wild tangent right off the bat. That's and like then, every day. And then you never get back. <laughs> yeah. You just, you never find it. I used to have those conversations with the boss. Like, hey, try to stay focused for those first eight minutes. You know, set your show no. up and then and, and really no, deliver it. And then it's just like, we're talking about gum that's why flavors. I love, yeah, that's why I love Dusty at night because huh. you just never know where it's going to go. I, I think Juwan Taylor probably had a better game than you realize. We put up an article today, okay. and it was done by, um, I'm losing track of it, it was Caleb James, I believe, who said he was analyzing Juwan Taylor's up-and-down day. It's weird to say this, but if you take away the penalties, and you got to understand the referees were just hawkeyeing them all game. For sure. That's, I, I you know. was going to ask if it was a little bit of bullying or yeah. if it was a little bit sure. of... Focus on targeting. Well, right when, there. when Chris Collinsworth and Mike Tirico are spotlighting him for three or four hours, of course the referees are going to be trying to look. We're going to call it strict or whatever like that. Yeah. But you take away those, and he actually played a pretty good game when when it came to the blocking stuff. It's just the offensive line when you play it. It's it's that thankless position thing where man, it you really only get a lot of the attention is if when you're messing up. And mm-hmm. so I I think his number was called a lot. 
but the Chiefs feel good about him. I think he went really back to work. He's working with offensive line coach Andy Heck, at least to get positioned correctly. And I, I still think you're going to try to see him jump the snap. This is something he's been doing for a long time. It's just it was under the national spotlight because everyone was dying to see football and everyone watched Chris Collinsworth talk about it for three hours. Yeah, it was a little annoying, but uh, it is a new week. Uh, there is a new list, and that list is the injury report that we get every week from the Chiefs. It's a new week in the NFL, which means it's time to take a look at the new injury report for the Chiefs. Pete, this list is uh, rather longer than you'd like for a week three game against the Chicago Bears team where there's also a little bit of rain in the forecast. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can get into that a little bit later. But this week, uh, a lot of names on that list that that might not have uh, pleased the eyes of seeing those names. Nick Bolton didn't practice. Willie Gay didn't practice. Richie James didn't practice. Isaiah Pacheco and Kadarius Toney also joining those DMPs. And then Legereus Knee was limited with that knee injury. Juan Taylor yep. was full practice. Nick Jones, full practice. Justin Watson with that ankle was a full practice. Anything stick out on that list that maybe concerns or you're just like, it's Wednesday, you got to say it. It is what it is. No, it it is concerning. And I've characterized these players in players I feel bad about playing this weekend, players I feel okay, and players I feel good about playing this weekend. So really quickly, you have Richie James, and they're calling it an MCL. And whenever a coach says the word MCL, doesn't describe it as a knee, that usually is long-term. Andy Reid all but confirmed that Richie James is going to be out of the mix at least for the next couple of weeks. The rest of the guys he called day-to-day. Didn't see Kadarius Tony during the media look, which isn't a good sign for his availability this week. He's got that toe. You don't want to push a toe, and then all of a sudden a player misses more weeks, especially a guy like Tony who has trouble enough staying on the field anyway. So I don't feel good about Tony playing this week. So you, right there, you're down to five of the seven receivers that you had on the roster. I feel okay about Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco. During the media look, we did see him without a helmet. Aaron Ladd tweeted out a video. He was taking some mental reps. So I think he's trying to at least push for this weekend. So I feel about okay about Isaiah Pacheco. I don't feel great about, uh, or I'm, I should say, I feel good about Willie Gay Jr. And I feel good uh, about Nick Bolton. Willie Gay Jr. is dealing with a quad issue Nick Bolton, the ankle, and Andy Reid confirmed that both of these guys went through the walkthrough. So even if you don't practice, if you're going through the walkthrough, it usually means you're part of the game plan. And so I I think the linebackers are just precautionary. Feel okay about Pacheco. I don't see Richie James playing. I think there's no chance for him, and I think there's a a small and but unlikely chance that Tony goes inside. Yeah, the Tony thing is, uh, that's anytime he's on the injured list, uh, I get a text from Jay Binkley because he's just, he's always going to take the unders on games played. The Pacheco thing's a hamstring. So that's the one kind of alarming, and I know you yeah. said he was there and that's a good thing that he's in the media thing and they might just have to, you know, say it because it's league rules, but that concerns me a little bit. The others, it's not, not so much. Hamstrings can linger. Yes. And, and I just think. You, you know, you, you would never admit this at the podium, but right. the opponent plays into that. Do you need Isaiah Pacheco to beat the Chicago Bears right now? The answer is absolutely not. So why play him if there's any question about him having a re-injury? So I tend to think you see Clyde, your favorite player. I tend to think you see Jarek McKinnon, <laughs> and I tend to think that you see LaMichael Pirine, those three guys up this weekend. They give Isaiah Pacheco a little bit of a break. He's not going to like it. I think he wants to play, but I think he'll be down. Yeah, give Nick Bolton a rest if he needs it as well. Well, that is the injury report. The Bears, there's not as many as they're there. Um, Josh Blackwell didn't, he was limited. Eddie Jackson, defensive back, he did not practice. Uh, Darnell Mooney, receiver, limited. And then Lucas Patrick, offensive lineman, I uh, believe he was put on the IR. So he's uh, yeah. not going to play either. The one that 
the ones that stick out are Jackson and Mooney. Mm-hmm. Jackson, the starting free safety. It, not good that he missed. Uh, I think that uh, is a break for the Chiefs. I tend to think Mooney's going to play. He's He has said that he feels like he can get himself in a position to to go this weekend. So I think the only one to really worry about on the Bears' side, if you're a Chicago fan, is, is Eddie Jackson. Remember to send in your questions for Pete, uh, the chief editor of Arrowhead Pride, 913-586-7610. We'll get to those around 6.50 tonight, so you have plenty of time to get in those questions. Again, that's 913-586-7610 for AP Mailbag. Coming up on the other side, it's the lead film analyst, Ron Kopp Jr., as he breaks down what he mo- what he most uh, focused on watching video and then what he's looking at when he looks at these Chicago Bears. Plus, we'll get into the mess that was Chicago today. This is Arrowhead Pride Radio with Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. on the AP Radio Show on 610 Sports Radio. For those of you that don't know what AP is, you're probably not listening. Uh, Arrowhead Pride Radio, Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens, Rob Brent with you as well this evening as we will uh, soon uh, get uh, Ron Kopp on the air. You'll have to do that, not me, because oh, okay. this phone is a little Should we broken. do it now? I mean, he's your employee. All right, let's do it. Ready? Go. Did you just hang up on him? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, he just hung up on me. <laughs> okay. I'm not here right now. So. Is this, are yeah. we living in a simulation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ron, how are you, my man? I'm good. We're back. AP yeah. Radio is back. I, I love it. That's I, right. I love to be here. We are we are back at it. Let's do it. Yeah, let me talk to you. Um, so what I want to bring up first off is Pete said, and you're the lead film film analyst, so I know you do your homework and football season, you're you're right back into the office. Um Juwan Taylor had a better game than most people saw, uh, or what they got the concept of in Jacksonville. What did you see uh, with what maybe was was not going wrong, but was also going very well right? Yeah, I mean, Andy's mentioned it too, right? Andy Reid wanted to make that point today or, or in his press conference uh, today because, yeah, Jawan Taylor has been excellent in pass protection this year. I think that's the one thing when he was signed this offseason we pointed to, everyone pointed to, is that the reason they signed him was because he's been an excellent pass protector on the right side in his career so far. Um, and, and not because of, of some other things that he, that he does, not because of, of how he blocks in the, in the running game or, or maybe, you know, his, his tendency to, to get penalties. None of that was the reason. It was because he was a very good pass protector, and, and that's exactly why or what you've seen these first two games. I mean, he has kept Mahomes clean on that right side. Um, he's, he's faced some decent competition, right? I mean, Josh Allen of the Jaguars has three sacks this year. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson obviously gave him, gave him a few plays that, that were a little hard, but – for the most part, Jawan Taylor has been an excellent pass protector. It's really this, this, the, his alignment and his and his timing that that he's going to have to change up and fix a little bit, and that does concern me, Dusty. That does. It, it concerns me a little bit just because you have to learn, a, you know, a certain way all offseason. You prepare a certain way with your quarterback, how he does the cadence, all that, and then now all of a sudden you really do consciously have to think about it. And so I'm a little worried that even if he does fix it uh, and cleans it up a little bit. 
he resorts back to maybe coming off the line a little early on a third and nine when he really has to, you know, have his best rep against a good pass rusher. Is this just going to be something that kind of lingers throughout the season with these penalties, man? That's, that's the concerning part. I do think like, that's just, it's just something for his head for mentally that I wish he didn't have to deal with. But in terms of what he's looked like on the field, once the snap is snapped and there's no flag in the air, he's looked great as a pass protector. Ron, I, I know that, you know, we're talk, talking about Juwan Taylor specifically here, but the offense as a whole, everybody knows that the struggles that it has gone through these past two weeks. What's the rhyme or reason in your mind for it, and how does it get fixed uh, against the Chicago Bears here? I I am really wanting it to see, to, or wanting to see it be a get-right game this Sunday in terms of the pass offense, right? You know, I wrote for the site this week that the reason or one of the reasons, obviously the Chiefs defense won them that game this Sunday, but one of the key reasons the offense was able to get anything going in the second half this last week was that they, they emphasized the run game. They were able to use it better. Pacheco was able to get downhill more. He had about 66 rushing yards in the second half. That was great, but that still isn't what this Chiefs offense is, right? We all know this Chiefs offense, when it's at its best, it's putting up 40 points. It's, it's Patrick Mahomes throwing it all over the field. It's, you know, 10 different guys, you know, getting, uh, getting a big play through the air. I mean, that's what this offense is. And so I'd like to see that this weekend. I think the run game part of it is something that it's good to see that they have that wrinkle that they maybe can go to when the offense is struggling in a one game uh, situation, or just, you know, maybe when it comes down to the playoffs, you know, if, if the offense is struggling in that sense, but that's not how they do it. They don't need to switch. They can't, they're not going to switch their offense to that all of a sudden uh, because the pass offense is struggling. They need to get the pass game going and Chicago is just a perfect place for, it, or, you know, perfect team for it. It's obviously in Arrowhead at home. Yeah. I, I really want to see the pass offense get going. I, 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 I always complain about how they're very vanilla in the run game, but I don't care this week. I, you know, <laughs> throw out the run game, throw it out. Let's get the pass game going, throw it all over the yard, get sky going, get Rasheed Rice going. All, it would be very nice to see the Chiefs offense, uh, the pass offense, come alive. And this is a good week for it. Well, Dusty, if there's a week to do it, it it's with Isaiah Pacheco maybe being out of this game like we just talked about. Yeah. Now you use uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you see his volume going up. Or, right. you know, maybe there's people that, you know, don't want to see Clyde, but maybe there's people that do. Ron? Do we lose him? I, I, I'm good. Okay, <laughs> I'm so good. Ron's good, too. I want to see too. Pacheco. Okay. I want to see Pacheco as the running back if they're running the ball, but – it is a good point, though, guys. Like, not having Pacheco gives them an even better excuse to really go back to, <laughs> again, it drives me crazy sometimes how, how vanilla, how boring, how mm-hmm. ineffective the run game is. But you know what? This week, I don't care. Let's just throw it around the yard, get Mahomes comfortable, get Mahomes confident again, get some of these receivers confident. That's the main goal of this week. I Ron's one of the nicest guys, fairest guys I know, and even he, he is done. Yeah. Clyde There's a lot of people like that. Uh, I guess I'm the only one that's uh, yeah, you, on the, on the I, apparently I love him. I don't know. Those are just what people say. Um, last one, Ron, on the other side of the field is the Chicago Bears. Uh, I believe the Chiefs might have stewing a top five defense. How much trouble is Justin Fields in this weekend? Man, he is in some trouble, but I, I, I even before all this, what happened today? I mean, obviously it's just a dumpster fire in Chicago right now with some stuff going on, but you know, even before today, I was I would, did want to be a little wary of, of this game Sunday in terms of the Chiefs' defense because as well as they played the first two weeks, they are playing a much different style of quarterback this week. And it's going to take you know more discipline from your linebackers. It's going to take more discipline from your pass rushers when they're getting after the quarterback, when they're blitzing. If they don't rush with discipline, if they are a little maybe just hair on fire, you know, uh, kind of running without you know much thought 
at getting in there, they're going to let Fields get loose and, and do what he wants to do. He's the most comfortable when he's running the ball out in space. Right now he is not comfortable in the pocket. And so that's where I do want to be careful with the Chiefs defense. I don't think you need to blitz as much. I think they can maybe play uh, from coverage, let the pass rush do its thing, and that'll be, that'll be the way it works. But if they blitz too much and the Chiefs are a little too undisciplined with the rushes, and may actually play into Justin Fields and what he wants to do. So be a little careful maybe this week with, uh, with the blitzes bag. Ron, let the people know where they can find your work and what they can look for this week. All right, arrowheadpride.com. We got plenty of stuff going on. Obviously writing about, you know, Mahomes' big contract. We'll have that up on the site uh, tomorrow. But game preview, we'll be looking at the Bears, kind of what I just talked about, the Bears offense, kind of the things to, to watch for. And then five things to watch as always on Friday. We'll, we'll get it for you. Ron, you're the best. Thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Yes, sir. Oh, my gosh. You are such. Uh, at Pete Sweeney, everybody. Uh, I, I thought, I thought, I thought <laughs> no, just letting, we wanted, you wanted a response oh, back. Oh, man. Well, I'll text him. Yeah. Well, All I right. mean, you work with him, not me. So <laughs> that's your sorry awkward that, moment. Ron. Again, don't forget to get your mailbag questions in. 913-586. We'll read them. Uh, I guess I should give you the whole number. 913-586-7610. We'll get to your questions in about 25 minutes, but on the other side, it is the Chicago Bears, and uh, they're a mess, and there was a lot, I mean a lot, of Chicago news today. We dive into that, plus we'll give you a few interesting stats uh, coming up this weekend. Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens, Rob Brenton, you're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio. You're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I've done it yet, but make sure you get your questions in for Pete and the AP mailbag coming up at the final segment, 913-586-7610. If you have a question, now's your time. You want to you wanna get your opinion out there of what you think's going right or what's going wrong? Pete's right here. We'll read them at 650. 650. Yeah. 10 to 7. Um, Chicago Bears, Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, the line's moved. Did hmm. you know that? The line is now 12 and a half Chiefs. What was it? 13. So it's moved down. Yeah. So that means there's a lot of people hammering Chicago minus 13. Or plus 13. I had predicted that once all the stuff went down today, it would go the other way. You would think that with the Shoot. double press conference having to happen from Justin Fields and this whole defensive coordinator situation that maybe you would go closer to 14 for the Chiefs. But Yeah, I don't know what line I like more, the plus 12 and a half or the plus 21 for Colorado against Oregon. Well, you could do them together. They call that a parlay. Do you believe now? Uh, this is Justin Fields. What you were talking about, there's two different audio cuts because he was – Facing the media, and they were asking why he felt so robotic in the pocket. Uh, he did something that not a lot of athletes do these days. When you say thinking less, what do you think was causing you to think so much, maybe think too much? Um, you know, could be uh, you know, uh, coaching, uh, I think. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it makes it, you know, uh, they're doing their job when they're giving me, you know, what to look at and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I, you 
I can't be thinking about that when the game comes. I prepare myself throughout the week, and then when the game comes, it's you know it's it's, it's time to play free at that point. So um, you know, just thinking less and you know playing more. Hey Justin, you know we've heard this before from from other athletes. There are just too many like coaching voices in your head at this point that you're trying to process so much. Is that kind of is that part of what you're saying? Um, I don't think it's too many coaching voices, but I just think when you know you're fed a lot of information um, at a point in time, and you're trying to think about that info, like when you're playing, it's like it doesn't let you play like yourself. You're trying to process so much information to where it's like, you know, if I just simplified in my mind, I would have did this. Like, I saw a few plays on Sunday to where if I was playing like my old self, like, we would have had a positive play. Like, there would have been, you know, a few more third down conversions. So, um, I think that's the biggest thing for me is just, you know, uh, playing the game how, you know, I know how to play it, how I've been playing it my whole life. So, that's what I got to get back to doing. So that was like story one of the day that mm-hmm. Justin Fields, you know, blames coaching. He says it deliberately right very there. rare that you coaching. see that. Yeah, yeah like you don't really see even when things are going bad like even when like it's not the same page you don't hear people say well i think it's coaching like that's just like a big no-no you just don't throw people under the bus so it surfaces there's tweets about it everybody's kind of like you know liking it or reposting it retweeting it i don't know what's going on whatever you want to call the the language on twitter and then almost immediately after it goes viral there's a one-minute media addressing of Justin Fields in the locker room, and it goes as follows. You guys' jobs are to get clicks, so it's like <laughs> when you take my quote out of context, when That's we your job. say that, if you paint the picture on the inside out, like y'all are trying to split, split us up as a team. I'm not blaming anything on the coaches. I'm never going to blame anything on the coaches, never going to blame anything on my teammates. I will take every, whatever happens in the game, I will take all the blame. I don't care. It's a drop pass. It should have been a pass. Put it on me. But never will you hear anything come out of my mouth to where I will blame it on somebody else. In this organization, my teammates, never will you hear that. So I just want to clear that up and just know that, like, I need to play better. That's it. Point blank. If, if y'all, that's, that's what I should have said in the first place. But, you know, I was trying to give y'all more details because... You know, I appreciate y'all for doing what y'all do, and I try to give y'all the information y'all want for you guys' job. So um, I'm going to do that and in the future. like, But I ask you guys to, just to put the whole quote out. Don't cut it up into words and pieces to make it seem like I'm saying something that I'm not. So, um, again, appreciate you guys what you do, and um, y'all have a pleasure. So you can definitely tell there's frustration. He can hear him, like, smacking his hands, like he's got some sort of anger behind what he's saying. He He kind of goes full circle with like a backhanded compliment. You guys do your job for clicks. That's not what you do your job for necessarily. And then I love y'all. You guys had to do your job. You know, I just want to let you know, put the whole quote out there. The whole quote was out there. The first thing you said was coaching, confusing, very confusing. And then to bring him in, which means somebody from PR Mm -hmm. or the team was like, yo, what was that about? What'd I say? Oh, so now you don't know what you said. And then it just kind of scrambles around it seems very oh crap what did i say okay well, i'll i'll try to refresh what i said this is just a disaster that's happening in chicago right now and that's why you know, even less about the betting if you're a better or whatever the reason why i thought the spread would be approaching 14 and not going the other way is mm. because how do you wrap your head around the bears oh. making this game close at all i know that there is some juice garnered when you change coordinators when you change coaches obviously mm. there'll be a new person 
calling the defensive plays uh, next week. But, you, you know, you just wonder how they could ever beat the big bad Chiefs when even the offense is struggling. Like, I just feel like this is going to be a, a blowout from jump. And maybe those are right famous last words because a lot of times the Chiefs will – play down to an extent, keep things interesting. You know, if you want to talk from a betting perspective, it's really hard to feel good about the Chiefs covering on a consistent basis. I know that can be frustrating to some fans who do both. Mm-hmm. But, man, uh, for for a team that's trying to rebuild, and you know that this was going to be a tough week anyway, Right, you're playing the Super Bowl champs who really haven't been playing all that well and are going to be motivated to get right in a sense, and you're walking in like this, I just – I just think it's going to be a disaster. I don't believe in in jinxes, so I I, I just firmly believe this is going to be a disaster. So you're hammering the plus twelve and a half, or the minus twelve and a half. Yeah, if you want to get into to the betting part of it, I would I would think about taking the alternate, like minus twenty and a half. Oh, okay. that type of that that type of deal. I think you're fine to take the whatever it is. All right, uh, that was the tip of the iceberg of the Chicago Bears news today. Because then a team spokesman addressed the rumors or whatever maybe it was about Hallis Hall being rated. And then they said that it wasn't rated, that yeah. it was false. Uh, they were also told uh, that it had no connection with Allen Williams. Why are we bringing up Allen Williams? He resigned today right. as a defensive coordinator right, for the Chicago Bears. Just said that's it. And the statement from him and his resignation said, I'm taking a step back, yada, yada, yada. I want to work on my health, my family. I appreciate the opportunity. It's, you know, mental evaluation. I respect all these people. Oh, by the way, it's Ryan Poles' birthday today. Mm -hmm. Um, And all of this today happens in Chicago as they get ready to play one of the top-tier teams in the NFL. So you have Justin Fields' drama. Then he addresses the media drama. Then their defensive coordinator resigns. Then there's a story where Pat Tillman and the FBI – which on. is untrue. Let's be clear. Yes, it's it was, untrue. It is untrue that it was rated, and then it, it was true that it was untrue. All of this today between what, Pete? Noon and three? Yeah, and the Chiefs' biggest problem is that a few guys are out of practice and Juwan yeah. Taylor cannot line up straight. So uh, things are, are rosy yeah. right now in, in, in the Chiefs' kingdom, as they say. Not good. Not good what's going on with the uh, Chicago Bears. But this is interesting with Justin Fields because I don't know if it's too early. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to say it's you know one of those big busts that maybe didn't work out. But here's a few stats about Justin Fields. Uh-oh. All right. He's played 27 games. He's getting ready to play his 28th game in the NFL. He's 5-22 and 22 in, those 20, in those 27 games. He's been sacked 101 times in 27 games. His completion percentage is 59.8. He's thrown 26 touchdowns to 24 interceptions. He has fumbled 31 times, and he's lost it 8 He's averaging just 156.5 passer yards, uh, passing yards per game in his career. And after rushing over 1,000 yards last season, the Bears have had Fields carry the ball just 13 times in two games this season. Uh, it's not getting any better as he plays the Kansas City Chiefs in that defense this weekend. Are they trying to fix what they shouldn't? Because it seemed last year that once they let him be Ohio State Justin yeah. Fields, everything was decent and it was it wasn't fine I don't know if they were still mm-hmm. winning games or if they were each started but it seemed like just let him be him instead of trying to you know yeah fix the guy's swing it's a catch-22 a little bit because I think as time goes on I mean, you saw how crazy Patrick Mahomes was when he was in his first year Ooh. still figuring out the offense still figuring out how to be a pro and that was some pretty 
fun football that yeah. he played his initial year. And it was a lot of backyard ball, so to speak. But as you go along and you become a franchise quarterback, naturally the team is going to want to protect you a little bit more, you know, keep you in the pocket, try to have you play within the structure of the offense and what's designed. And that's your growth as a quarterback. And I, I think the Chiefs have done a magnificent job. This is part Andy Reid, part Eric Bieniemy, now part Matt Nagy is going to have a role in it of – managing to allow Mahomes to grow as a player where he's going through all his reads, he's comfortable in the pocket, they're building the line around him, but Ooh. they're not essentially handcuffing him to the play. They allow him to have the play after the play, the play after the play after the play, which is the beautiful part of Patrick Mahomes. It needs to be a balance, and I don't know if that's the easiest thing in the world to do, especially when the player is still in the opening years of his career. So I think that first quote from him obviously was the honest one. He's overwhelmed. He's getting too much instruction. He doesn't want instruction. The second one was a makeup. And I, I think he probably had a, a conversation with the head coach and said, like, if this is going to be your team, this is going to be your team. You mm-hmm. know, you got to take the success. You got to take the failure and you're the face of this thing because that's how the NFL works. But I, I think right now, the Bears need to let him be him. You know, Andy Reid has this thing in Kansas City where he says, like, let's let these players let their personality show. They're not doing that through these first couple games in Chicago. And then on the defensive side, it, it seems to be quite a mess. No one really knows exactly what's going on with the the defensive coordinator resigning. And so, I mean, it it's as bad of a situation that you would want heading into play the most dominant team of the past five years that you could possibly have. Uh, speaking of Patrick Mahomes, we know the Chicago Bears were close to drafting him. At least that was the report we heard on our buddy Danny Parkins' show when he had Pat Mahomes Sr. on. Uh, with 220 passing yards Sunday for versus Chicago, Mahomes will become the fastest player in NFL history to reach 25,000 career passing yards. He would do it in 83 games, surpassing Matthew Stafford, who did it in 90 games. Uh, betting props, Mahomes over 228 very, very easily in this game on Sunday, even if there is rain. Yeah. I, he can spin it in anything. Those are his words, not mine. One of these games, Patrick Mahomes is is going to go off because I, I could sense, and this is the bad thing for the Bears too, I could sense that you know, he's not necessarily motivated by the Chicago 0-2 Chicago Bears coming into town, mm-hmm. but he is ultra-motivated by the offense stinking for two weeks. Sure. And I, I just think one of these weeks the top is going to come off, and why not this week, especially against quite a vulnerable team. In, in these bears, this could be a team that gets broken completely in half uh, in this game with Patrick Mahomes. If he is that, if he is Patty Mahomes this Sunday, if he is that guy, uh, this could be a team that could actually crumble uh, the Chicago bears. Speaking of the Chicago bears, it's the final segment. It's the AP mailbag, 913-586-7610. Ask Pete anything. Your questions coming up on the other side. Listen to Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens, Rob Britton with us as well. This is here at Pride Radio Show. You're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Back in on AP Radio, Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens, Rob Britton sticking around. Um... It's time for you to get your uh, questions in. 913-586-7610. We'll do it here in a little bit. But, uh, man, I am uh, I'm kind of leaning towards you on your opinion with this game because I am like a lot of Chiefs fans when it comes to these games where mm-hmm. it's the Bears. They're, uh, it's a little dysfunctional right now in their locker room. The sky is close to following, falling. And 
this game comes up, it's like that Washington game last year. I remember that game was like one of those games where it's like, hey, this team's a mess. The team should be able to take care of business. And then you see the game and it's like 10 to 7 at halftime and you're like, what is going on? Yeah. So I, I, I think I'm with you. I, I just think the defense has looked so good. And Andy Reid has this knack for when it is one of these games where one side is just so favorable over the other and mm-hmm. it's your side. He has a, a way about him of keeping them locked in. And I just I don't think against this mess of a Chicago team, the defense is going to falter when it played the way it did against two playoff teams in my mind, which are the Detroit Lions and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. And then I said the offense is, is ultra motivated to kind of have a fast start here. And if they have a fast start, you might see some quicksand where you know what's coming. And once Patrick Mahomes kind of has you in his grasp and he, know, and he knows what coverages are coming, you're toast. And I, I just see this being this wire-to-wire easy thing. Of course, I'm sure we'll be here next week talking about how wrong we were. We can, we can play this back and make we fun of it. We won't be here next week, so you're okay. Oh. You're off the hook next week. Oh, perfect. That, that works out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 650. Every week, send us your questions on Twitter at Arrowhead Pride and at 610 Sports KC. Now it's time for the mail. First question of the night. Hi, Pete. Hi, Dusty. Good evening, gentlemen. I don't know if that's a question, but it is a uh, it nice. is from the text line nine one three. Yeah, good evening, Pete and Dusty. Um, let's go here. Yeah, P and D. That's that's okay. Um, question: Do you have any idea regarding Travis Kelsey whether we are seeing his age and being banged up on the field, or is Travis still on top of his game? I think this was more of a freak thing than the old age. I do think at some point here. 33 is old. He's going to get old. <laughs> I'm ancient. Remember, it's NFL old. Right? I know. It's like dog years. Yeah. You're yeah. seven, but you're really 49. You've seen the tight end position, and you've seen it over the years. These type of guys can go till 35, 36, 37, 38. We saw in Kansas City and in Atlanta with Tony Gonzalez. And now I think it's easier to take care of your bodies in, in the sense of this game is not as physical. It's naturally gone that way over the years. And so I think he's got a bunch of good years left. I think this was the freak thing that happened uh, and can happen to anybody. Hell, we saw Mahomes have the freak thing with his knee during the 19 season where he came back and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. And so I, I think it's coming eventually, but for me, it's, it's not yet. Okay. Somebody says, uh, Justin Fields was the most sacked quarterback in the NCAA at Ohio State. Negative pocket awareness uh, and, uh, yeah, couldn't read a Harry Potter book. Mm. Yeah, I saw Grant answered him. I, I think that <laughs> that he, he's got to adjust there. And maybe that's part of what the coaching staff is trying to do. It, it's to have a little bit more of that pocket presence to stay home. The, the problem, especially when, you know, you're a natural scrambler and, and – it becomes natural for you to do that that you see is once you lose trust in the pocket once you lose trust in your offensive line your eyes go down and your toast because you need you need to be able to keep your eyes up the, the greatest quarterbacks that have that scrambling ability still find a way to keep their eyes up that's why like Patrick Mahomes who has a, not as much as fields but I, he's got a little bit of that to his game we could say mm. he always keeps his eyes up so he's this dual threat where you start to see the defense creeping up to come and get him when they think he's scrambling. And then 16, 20 yards down the field, he, he hits somebody in the chest with the ball. That's what makes Patrick Mahomes the greatest QB of all time. But I, I think they're probably working through that with fields. And that's Ooh. some of the frustration that you saw today. And 
If he's going to be great, if he's going to be a franchise quarterback for a long time, that's certainly an adjustment that he's going to have to make. It took me one visit in the Chiefs locker room to remember to keep your eyes up. Uh, next mm. question. That's, um, uh, that's yeah, something. You, you got to learn quickly. Right. Um, somebody, this isn't really like a question, but I'm going to form it into their question. In the past, they'd have these like super vanilla seemed playbooks when they played teams like the Bears. Yeah. But this seems more like a get right game for the offense. Is this one where you just see Andy Reid say, I understand. I get it. They're not as good as you are, but let's, you know, let's blow the bricks off this house. I think that's a little overblown. Like, okay. I, I I, know that Andy Reid does like to set up teams for later, right? So mm-hmm. he'll show a certain look this week. Maybe he'll show it for a couple weeks in a row, and then when they have a big game, shows the same look, and he does something else. Now, I, I don't. I don't think he looks at any particular game and says, I'm saving a play. I, I think he has a, a certain amount of plays that he can work with for that week, and he, he goes and tries to beat the – Doors off of each team. Now, I, I could see him maybe pulling pulling back later in the game because we've seen teams creep back over the years. But I also I also think he's been better of that in in that way in recent years too. So, I I, I respectfully I'd say no. But I I think I think they're gonna make sure that the Bears are taken care of this weekend. Let's say the Bears are down fourteen and they have the ball left with four seconds left on the thirty five. Mm-hmm. They kicking a field goal to cover the spread. Yeah, if if as long as they know what your bet is, according to how last week went, that's that, such BS. Then absolutely, McVay knew what he was doing, you and think, then he tried to cover his tracks up in his press conference on Monday. Do you think uh, he knew that you had bet the other oh, way? Oh, he doesn't know that I exist on this earth. Okay, but he knows that that was the line. He knew it was seven and a half. <laughs> I guarantee you that. His wife probably told him before he left the house. Hey, you're down. You're seven and a half point underdogs. He said, watch this. Well, here's the, here's the thing. Maybe McVay wasn't betting, but where does McVay live? L.A. Right. You don't think he had some friends, maybe, throwing, throwing yeah. some, you know what, on the game? I know it's just a coincidence. Some tomatoes? But you can't, you can't do that when you have <laughs> sponsorships <laughs> of DraftKings hey. all over the face of the NFL, and then you cover a spread with a meaningless four seconds left in the game field goal. As gambling gets bigger and bigger, I, I think it's interesting. Like, if I had the underdog team, I would make sure my team knew that we were the underdog. Mm. Not to say that I, you know, I would dabble in illegal yeah. betting, but You'd be so that would motivate me. If, yeah. I, if I was a 10-point underdog, I'd say, okay, we're 10-point underdogs this week. We'll see about that. Last questions for me, and then we got 10 seconds. Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, 100% a thing, yes or no? I think, yeah. All right. That's Pete Sweeney. I'm Dusty Leggett. Thanks to Rob Britton for all the help. Thanks to Ron Cobb Jr. for hopping on the show again as well. Uh, that's it. That's Arrowhead Pride Radio. We'll be back in two weeks on this station, 610 Sports Radio for Pete, for Rob. I'm Dusty. Have a good night, Kansas City, and enjoy the game on Sunday.